Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. everybody and welcome along to IMSA Radio's live coverage from the Circuit of the Americas just outside Austin, Texas. Lovely to have your company. We're getting ready for our first competitive action of the weekend. The sky has a little cloud, a little dark cloud as well coming in from the south and west. But there's patches of blue in there as well. Weather should not be a factor in this next race session. And it's all live here on IMSA Radio. So it is uh, our first race of the weekend. It is the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by uh, Yokohama. And... uh, uh, the cars will be coming out onto the circuit in just a wee moment's time. Let me run down the grid for you. It'll be Jim Walker starting uh, on the very back of the grid in 26th position. It's round 13 of the championship. And we've done all our catch-up now. You'll remember if you are uh, regular listeners that uh, we had a couple of races uh, that got rained out. Well, Jim's on the back of the grid in the uh, 69 car. Then on 25th position... It is the 96 car of Max Tullerman. Paul Ip in the championship for the first time. Paul's done a bit of the driving of these cars out in the Far East in the uh, Asian uh, Carrera Cup Challenge. Uh, he's in 24th position. He's the man behind KCMG, of course, uh, the team that is running in the FIA World Endurance Championship. Kurt Fasikas is in 23rd position in the 52 car. These uh, are platinum-class cars now. Back to the gold for Wayne Ducote in the 70 car, which finds itself 6th in class in 22nd position overall. Just outside the top 20 at 21, it's Joe Catania, another one of our Masters-class runners. Uh, in the 20th position, 79 car is Dor Chabonic Jr., and then in uh, the 19th position, Fred Keimer is in the 23 car. You will notice a few extra names than usual, by the way, at the uh, back end of the grid as one or two people are diving into this championship uh, for the first time or returning to it. Mark Yarno, well, he's someone who's always at the sharp end of the gold field. He's only qualified in third here. I don't think he'd be dis- disappointed with that, but I don't think he'd be too pleased either. The 22nd, the uh, 22 car in 18th position overall. 15th position in Last but 17th on the grid is Charlie Putman in the 40 car. David Ducote is in the gold class. He's in second position. And uh, that's really put the cat among the pigs in there. David uh, pops in and out of this championship. And uh, he's put himself between Mark Yarno and the man on pole position uh, for the gold category will come to uh, a little bit uh, later on but it, you might guess if you're a regular it is Jeff Mosing and he's way up the field from here uh, it's Oscar Arroyo who is in 15th position, he is a platinum class runner and the car number is 89 Jay Patel in the double zero just outside the uh, 
top dozen or so in 14th position on the inside of that seventh row it'll be Bill Palachewski Wild Bill in the 74 car that's always an easy one to pick out Fred Podad is in 12th position and he's in the number 20 car then our pull sitter for GT3 gold Jeff Mosing 11th position he'll be delighted by that likes to run with the big dogs and indeed as already said he'll be moving up to the platinum class next year not sure what's going to happen to Trixie his car though a new qualifying record for him in that class a 215.089 everyone else is platinum class cars it's the top ten and they've all done better than two minutes fifteen seconds. Two fourteen six for David Baker in the fifty-six Porsche in tenth position. The nineteen car, Will Hardeman, is in ninth position on the inside of row five. Outside of row four is Andrew Long in the blue 47 Porsche. The 26 Lucas Catania uh, is in 7th position, 6th on the outside of row 3. Santiago Creel in the Mexico flag coloured 60 Porsche. Casey Kuhlman is the best of the Masters. He's in 5th position. Masters category for those who have more life experience perhaps than others. Uh, it's the other 40s. <clears throat> uh, in fourth position, Michael Shine uh, is on the outside of row number two in the 16 car. Angel Benitez Jr. continues his run of good qualifying. The 05 car is on the inside of the second row. In the front row, Elliot Skier, who celebrated his birthday yesterday, I believe, and Jesse Lazar is our pole position. 21 and 14 on the front row of the grid. Promising then yet another action-packed run for the points in the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. It's round number 13. And uh, Greg Kramer is alongside me. Uh, Benitez Jr., as we're seeing there, continuing his good run of form. I think he might be a bit disappointed not to have been on the front row, Greg. I think you're absolutely right. I think this is a track that uh, you know he's had a lot of experience on, obviously. And it's a track where... You can, if you can start up front, it's going to help you, especially on the opening lap when you get into that busy sequence through the S's. If you can lead through there, and one thing he's capable of doing, John, we've seen him make great starts. When he's been on the front row, he's been able to get to the front immediately and open up a little bit of a margin. Obviously going to be a bit tougher coming from that second row. On the other side of the coin, having the two guys that are duking it out for the points championship, Benitez just came in too late. He's been remarkable in his speed, but he's so far back in that points, having those two guys up front side by each, that's good. Got to be ruining the decision not to do those early <sighs> rounds. He had the opportunity to do yeah. it, Greg, but he thought that combining it with one or two other things that he had might be a little bit too much for him. I think so, and I think the other side of the coin is the fact that had he been able to put together the deal with JDX, Jeremy Dale, Harrison Bricks understand how pressure-packed things can be. They've made that work. He would have been a serious player for this. I mean, the last three years, one gold in 2012, 2013 and 14, 10 wins over those two seasons and a second in the points. He'd have been there. Mm, absolutely. That's uh, Greg alongside me uh, for this race. Once again, it's a timed race. 45 minutes, as many laps as we can get in, of the five-and-a-half-kilometer, three-and-a-half-mile circuit here at the circuit of the americas and the cars will be starting their engines in just a moment or two's time as we uh, are joined by jeremy shaw in the booth as well 
as we get to say the most famous words in motor racing. There are 26 flat six engines out there, and now, drivers, it's time to start those Porsche engines. You've taken a real affinity to that. I, I've never got to do it until the last couple of weeks, and now, you know, I've, I feel, you know, I feel there's something there. Well, you've owned it, man. You've owned <laughs> it. <laughs> Beautiful afternoon here in Texas, just uh, alongside the airports, just in the distance. Uh, we can just about see the planes on their flight path coming in and out of Texas, uh, of, uh, Austin Bergstrom Airport. Uh, it is high cloud. It's light cloud at the moment. The element should not be playing any kind of real part as far as this race of 45 minutes is concerned. Other than heat and humidity. Well, yes. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the rain isn't... Uh, there's, there's no, no rain all, uh, yeah. forecast. And, in fact, the radar at the moment, there was one or two little sh uh, showers that were bubbling up down to the south, but they have burned themselves out. If we were the other side of Austin, we'd be getting a sprinkle right now because uh, there has been a couple of showers uh, there at the... Uh, in the early part of this uh, afternoon, but at the moment, at least, uh, no issues there uh, in terms of what tyres to pick. The Yokohamas are on there, and it will be Yokohama dry tyres that will be getting put to their test here in the extreme heat uh, and humidity of this circuit. 45 minutes as the guys are... Uh, setting off from the grid now, and, well, let's hope for a clean start because that's not what we got, Greg, at VIR in the last round when just a little fumble, problem with the gear change, set off all kinds of carnage right at the sharp end of the field, and DNFs and no-point scores, you just can't have them in this championship. Well, I mean, look what it did. You take a look at, you know, Lazar. They came in two, separated by two points into that race. Weekend, they leave now separated by 19, Lazar is, because he was the one who actually had that gear change stumble, and it was a mechanical issue within the gearbox. Very, very rare. Uh, but it cost him dearly, and it also cost Casey Coleman uh, as well because he got sort of collected in it, and it was very unfortunate to see that happen, obviously. Uh, Casey, always a player, uh, and still comfortably leads the Masters category for the Platinum category, but up until that moment, uh, he was definitely up there among the, uh, the, the cat among the pigeons in the Platinum overall, and that cost him a bit. Jeremy Shaw has joined us as well for this 45-minute contest, and... Well, the championship, it's coming down to goal time. Round 13, this is of the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. Angel Benitez Jr. there or thereabouts, but doesn't really need to get involved in that championship. And I think he's just a little too far back now, Jeremy, to have any championship hopes of, of his own. But Jesse Lazar, Elliot Skier, birthday boy earlier this week, uh, will be looking to duke this out uh, between themselves, really, towards the end of the season. Yeah, you're right, uh, 20, 20, 21st birthday then for Elliot Skier, so uh, now a proper senior, if you like. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, good uh, coming of age, and he's certainly done that this season, his first year in the Porsche uh, IMSA GT3 Cup Challenge by Yokohama. So uh, the, uh, he's very much uh, on the front foot at the moment. He's a championship leader by a goodly margin, 19 points coming into this weekend, and all he's really got to do is keep Jesse Lazare in sight and the championship is well within his grasp. Daniel Benitez Jr., he also uh, had a problem in the first of the three races at VAR, and as a result of that, now uh, he is uh, even farther back in the points, having missed the first three races of the season. So we're waiting for the 
safety car to, or the pace car as it now is, to pull off new colour scheme for the Porsche Carrera at the head of the field. I noticed in the uh, paddock earlier on this week, it's a bright red car with the uh, Porsche Works livery uh, on the car. So with the white stripes, the lights will be out on that uh, right now as the cars come round the last couple of corners of the complex uh, and head back towards us so stand by for action as we get ready to go racing it's round 13 of the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. We're at Kota, the circuit of the Americas, just outside Austin, Texas. And we're ready to go racing as we harness something in the region <laughs> of lots of horsepower. As these big flat six engine machines come round the final corner, and Jesse Lazar and Elliot Skier on the front row are side by side, almost a little bit of play acting going on there. As they go across the line, it looked almost as if Elliot Skier may have jumped the start, but he got on the middle pedal and slowed it down, and that's allowed Angel Benitez Jr. to come up the inside oh, into turn one, and he's the done it. black and gold Hertz car has gone through into the lead meanwhile the 26 car of Lucas Catani has gone around from seventh position and there's other cars involved there Greg as well there are a couple other cars one stuck behind him can't quite get the number and there's debris down on the track as well so it was a, a bit of a hit there now he gets moving I think that's Kurt Fazekas yeah. behind and Oscar Arroyo also involved in that uh, fracas there at turn one and you know up the inside and her Benitez uh, junior dove there to get the lead he drove right across the uh, the pit lane exit uh, line, demarking line, the, the line that demarks the uh, pit lane from the racetrack. I'm not sure whether that's going to be a penalty. We've seen it called in the past, uh, but I don't know. Uh, some of the series have slightly different rules. But anyhow, it's a very bold move by Alan Hell Benitez Jr. Let's have another look at it here. Oh, and uh, Lucas just realized he was going to get into the back, I think, of Coleman and just locked him up. Yeah. And that collected there. You can see Arroyo, another car shooting through, and Fazekas just getting parked behind them. And you're right. He, it, what uh, what we're looking at for Benitez, he was so far across that line. That'll at least get the attention of the officials. We'll see if any action is taken. But this is exactly what he needed to do. John, you and I were talking about it at the start. Tough to go from that second row into the lead, but he's been able to do it. And that slots now Lazar into second in skier. And they've already made that bit of a break, uh, obviously because of that little bit of a moment there with Katana. Yeah, plus those three, they've been clearly the class of the field True. all season long True. in terms of pace. So uh, once again, they're making their presence felt in fourth place. Is Michael Shine, who's uh, who's certainly shining this weekend. He was quickest in the first practice session yesterday, uh, qualified in the fourth position and still running fourth now. 56 car has gone around as well. That's further back down the grid for David Baker. And he'll be disappointed. He had a top 10 starting position and, uh, in fact, was second in the Masters category in qualifying in the Platinum class. Platinum for the newer cars, the 991 iteration, or Type 991s, as we call them. And the 997s are the gold category cars. And that car number 56, David Baker, one of the Masters contenders, that had equaled his best ever qualifying position in the GT3 Cup Challenge. So a good, strong running qualifying, but unfortunately a spin early in the race. 
fourth in that Masters category, exactly. And I've been seeing here, along with Benitez's move down into turn one, exiting uh, the final two corners, I'm seeing a number of cars, including a couple of our front runners, going all four wheels well over the exit curbing. And one of the things that the officials uh, are very, very stout in terms of their uh, their officiating is track limits. Mm. So we'll have to watch for that. Right now, 14 skier just doing everything he can to try and find a way by Jesse Lazar. Clearly, Jeremy, he thinks he's a little quicker at this point, wants to get around and not let uh, Benitez get away. But for Skier, as you said, if he just finishes either side of Lazar, that's what he needs to do in, the, in his final four rounds. So it comes down to, I think, you know, risk versus reward here. I, I, I absolutely agree with you, Greg. Uh, he's just got to keep these guys in his sight, and he's in good shape for the championship. And that, of course, is what this season is all about for Elliot Skier. A rookie he might be, but he's in the lead of the championship and very, very handily. Well, there's Mr. Baker now having regained the track and a rear bodywork flapping and flying. So one wonders then if he maybe didn't get a little help uh, in that little spin vis-a-vis uh, -vis a little bit of contact here. Shine sits in fourth right now, but he's already dropped off by this group by about uh, a second and a half. Then Kuhlman uh, into fifth. And look at this. There's the 19 of uh, Will Hardiman, and that might just explain yeah, well, the Kuhlman he, spin. Well, yeah, and he was right in front of David Baker as well, wasn't yes. he? Because he oh. qualified in ninth. That is the 60 car of Santiago Creel who's gone around and the driver's door has sprung open there you can see him moving in the, the car itself he's trying to get that done has that yeah, there has been contact there just in front of the left rear wheel the car is on the track Whoa. and another spin That's for one Jesse of the, Lazare. and that is the man who was in second place up until a moment ago the Kelly Moss racing car's gone around as well it's a funny place to go around he's come he's got on the power too early coming out of the right hander there Jeremy and spun across the track and I think he stalled it I think he's had some sort of a problem there quite frankly it's not, not a, like, he could have went, run wide, I guess, across the exit there. Full course yellow. Yeah. Uh, that's that that's, number of incidents. Yeah, Sorry, that, Greg, go ahead. No, that's that triple apex right-hander, I think. Yeah. And you're on full load through that corner, but you uh -huh. don't see many spins no. there. The car's pretty planted, and he was being pressured pretty heavily, so maybe he caught the curb, something like that. That unloaded uh, the car just a little bit, so we'll have to keep an eye on it. He at least now has it started, but boy, talk about uh, maybe putting pain to a championship here, as he's going to plummet uh, virtually to the back of the field, John. The only good news for him is, it's full course, course caution, yeah, yeah. so everybody is dragged back towards him. He was stationary there for a good half a minute, maybe longer, which in green flag terms would have been curtains, but we have seen people coming back through the field. Second place, oh, got a hit! hit. Massive hit from Elliot second Skier. place now, Elliot Skier, the birthday boy taking, wow. well, he blew out the candles on the Kelly Moss car there, didn't he? That's bizarre. Yeah, it was, and uh, that I'm sure, especially since he took out the guy that he's racing in the championship, intentional or not, I'm pretty sure that's going to end up with at least a drive-through penalty. He's going to be lucky if he hasn't done some serious yeah. damage to the front end of his car. Did he lose a position as well there to Michael Shine as they came through? Let's just check behind. Nope. There, no, he's still in he's second still place. And the Actually 60. Start to the race, huh? Everybody who was on best behavior on the second race uh, last time out at VIR have really come unglued here. So let's see. So who hasn't had a driver <laughs> in the first <laughs> that two laps of this race? Angel Benitez Jr. has benefited from others. Don't forget, we've yet to hear if there's anything going on about the start because the start was 
not clean. As they no. came to the line, there was a bit of mind games going on in the front row between Jesse Lazar and Elliot Skier. Elliot Skier not being drawn into going ahead of the pole sitter, had to check up as they went across the stripe. Those two guys, too busy worrying about themselves. Angel Benitez Jr. at that point saying, thanks very much. I think I'll nip up the inside here. You two can fight amongst yourselves. I'll take the, take the lead. And it is he who leads now from Elliot Skier in second for the moment. Michael Shine in third. 0 5 1 4 1 6 and 1 5. Casey Coombe and the best of the Masters runners in fourth position. Andrew Long has come up in the 47 car as well. He started in eighth. Now up to fifth position, Jay Patel, who started outside the top ten, didn't he? He was down in 14th position. <laughs> he's up to sixth. That's a great run from Jay. Fred Podad, he's come up as well. He was in 12th position, now up into seventh. Wild Bill, Bill Palachewski, the 74 car, up into eighth position. And he started outside the top ten as well. He was in 13th position when the lights went out. So there's... A few losers here, Jeremy, but a few winners as well. Yeah, very much so. And uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the... Uh, I think it's good, the steward's office is going to be busy for the next few minutes here as they review various incidents that have taken place in the early stages of this race. But see, that was really odd how uh, Elliot Skier appeared to get to the back of Jesse Lazar and just turn him around. Um, I mean, I would have thought you'd be... You should be pretty much flat out through that final. It's not a place you break or lift, is it? No, it's not. So, but uh, then again, how did he gain that much to exactly. take that much I mean, uh, extra momentum? The, the full course caution certainly didn't come out till much later. Did it? it wasn't no, no, as no, if no, the caution no. had come out, but as a result of spin by uh, by. Uh, That's a good thought, but I don't think so. No, I don't either. Jeff Mosing. Uh, hang on, well, let's just spool back through every one of the 13 races bar one this year. <laughs> Jeff Mosing uh, leads the gold category at the moment in Trixie, uh, which is uh, the name of the car on the right rear quarter panel. The Zero One machine Mosing motor cars going through past our commentary position on the start finish line here at the Circuit of the Americas, and he is holding down in ninth spot overall but most importantly going for gold literally Jeff Mosing uh, this year with the gold category within his grasp he's got new competition this weekend Jeremy from David Dakota back in the championship the uh, number six car qualified in second position ahead of Mark Yarno who is now uh, in third position and those three cars are together on the track they are indeed talking of David Dakota his dad Wayne started way back in the 26 uh, 22nd position yeah. in column of 70. It's up into 13th now, which is pretty impressive uh, run by him in the, in, the, in the early stages. I'm going to mention Paul Ip as well, because Paul Ip is, his, I think it's his first run in the championship, certainly yeah. first run this year. He has done a bit of Porsche running out in, uh, in Asia. Started in 24th position, is now up to 12th. That's been a, an eventful lap or so for the man behind KCMG race team. Well, and one just avoiding the carnage that was out there, you know, for starters. That's a great piece of driving that he did. And I'm going back to that incident, and I wonder for Skier uh, if, you know, he had been clearly a little quicker than Lazar, and I wonder if through that corner somewhere Lazar maybe didn't have the car step out just that little bit, and, you know, that moment hesitation, and Skier was just right behind him and on full chat. Maybe he just couldn't avoid him. It's still a takeout, unintentional or not, but, uh, I mean, we've watched Elliot Skier. He's not a guy that just barges into people and, and does that, so obviously an unfortunate deal, 
But uh, I would expect once we go back to green that he may be faced with uh, a call down pit lane. And the problem is, is now that it's it's caution, if he has to do that, he's going to lose a lot more spots because the field's bunched. Yeah. That's yeah, but uh, the, the, the double bad news, though, for it's still no comfort to Jesse Lazera because no. you know, he's, he's, he's at the back of the pack in any case. And uh, even if there's a, a drive-through penalty for uh, Elliot Skier, um, he's still going to be, yeah, he's going to lose, lose time making that stop under full course caution. But if there is another full course caution later in the race, he'll be able to make up that exactly. deficit. So really not much of a penalty. Well, we saw him earlier in the season have that race where he was way back and put on a brilliant drive yeah. up to fourth. Yeah. So uh, he can get it done, he no can. question. And if you get your head down in this, you, you can actually make positions. It is so tight in the midfield that if you're prepared to be... Well, if you're quick enough, you have to be quick enough to start with, but if you're prepared to make those decisive manoeuvres, Greg, on the midfield drivers, you know they know that you're one of the faster drivers coming through and yes of course they're going to defend their position but ultimately they're not going to risk you know their finish right. to try and battle with one of the guys who's having a go for the championship absolutely not and this is a track where you can pass obviously you've got up into one certainly down into 11 uh into 12 and at the final corner 20 as well we're anticipating a green flag this time by the thing is that has to be a maneuver and not just a gesture it's round 13 of the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. The cleanup is completed. And after a rather fraught first couple of laps, we'll come round to the end of lap number four. And the green flag will fly again. And Angel Benitez Jr. all the way off the circuit on the exit of the final corner. That might catch the attention of the stewards in the steward room past the start finish line there is the green flag flying going up the hill to turn number one and Benitez Jr. got a great jump on Elliot Skier in second and Michael Shine in third Casey Kuhlman still hanging on there in fourth position that quartet now being joined by Andrew Long in the blue number 47 Andrew Long having a cracking season Jeremy and underlying his performance here with a strong fifth having started down in eighth position yeah one of the guys that's really come on strong this season in a lot of stages and doesn't have the benefit, we talked about it in qualifying this morning, doesn't have the benefit, Andrew Long, of, of having any teammates, a single-car team there at full-line motorsports this year in the GT3 Cup Challenge. So he's having to learn all about the cars without uh, the benefit of data from a, from a teammate and has done a really, really good job of that. Got a good attitude, working hard at this with the team to improve his abilities and uh, gradually now is beginning to run regularly with the leading contenders. Just behind him, it's Jay Patel, who's had a cracking first couple of laps. The double zero car up from 14th and another spin. And once again, there's damage to that Porsche. This is the, 80, the 89 car, which started way back down the uh, early part of the well, field. That's Oscar Arroyo. He was involved in that incident turn one right at the beginning. He was uh, had to uh, take evasive action. Uh, on that uh, incident at turn one at the very start of the race. So an incident packed day already yeah. for Oscar Arroyo. Well, and I think we're seeing a couple of things. You know, we've talked about how this track is when you don't see a lot of full course cautions on, but that's <laughs> from hitting stuff off track. You can't do anything about hitting each other uh -huh. on track. We've been seeing a lot of that. But I think what we're seeing, John, with the cars running so wide, 
it's, it's what we've been talking about all day here, how greasy this track is right now in this exceptional heat. And I think the, it, it's just catching out some of these drivers, certainly the ones that may not have quite as much experience uh, behind the wheel. That's, I think, what we're seeing play out here. Still over 30 minutes to go in this contest that sees Angel Benitez Jr. leading the field across the line to complete his uh, fifth lap. And Elliot Skier in second place uh, with Michael Shine in third. In the gold category, the battle is between Jeff Mosing, David Ducuti and Mark Leano. That's 0, 1, 6 and 22. And that is ninth down over as they come up to the top of turn one. Mosing with the maroon and yellow car is leading that battle but the two closest contenders greg are the two cars behind him as he goes down through the s's yeah amazing wasn't it the big gap he had with a bunch of the platinum cars between himself and david decody in qualifying uh but uh, a couple of those cars have been involved in uh, little incidents a couple others they've been able to uh, to get by on and uh they've just kind of taken that now unto themselves here with a very very strong run here by Ducote and Yano and I'll tell you I don't think you know Yano's been running in this championship for a while in that circuit racing uh, NGT car and I don't think I've seen Mark in that 22 drive any better than he has this year he has really hit his stride here as uh, we're watching Mosing right on the six of the 74 of Wild Bill Pelichewski and it's that's the fight that we're seeing right here now. Uh, and you use that term, on the six, advisedly. <laughs> exactly. That, that is an old uh, airplane turn, uh, term, of course. And uh, while Bill Palachewski does have that World War II fighter-style uh, livery on the eighth-place 74 car uh, in GT3 Platinum, Mosing in a different category. Normally, Jeremy wouldn't be wanting to mix it up so much with the Platinum class, but he has to here because he's got second and third in gold right up his tailpipes. That's right. Yeah, he's, uh, he's certainly got a very quick car here and making the most of it is Jeff Mosing and, and he's uh, giving Wild Bill there everything he can handle. It's a good battle going on between these two. And as we can tell there, right behind Jeff Mosing is that number six machine of David Jacoby, the two Texans here battling it out yeah. for top honours in the Gold Cup. Well, some of the best racing we've seen this year on occasion has been when Mosing and uh, Ducote or Sebastian Landy get up there with Patel and Pilachewski, who always seem to find each other. Patel having a little issue here and has dropped back. But those two guys, uh, they find themselves, uh, excuse me, Patel has gone upwards, gone around Fred Portad and moved up. Uh, we have seen some just superb racing, inter-class, not intra at that point, but it's sure been entertaining as Benitez up makes that 133-foot climb from the start-finish line up into turn one. A tricky corner because it flattens out right as your mid-breaking zone, and uh, if you mistime that a little bit, that's when you start to see people just floating way wide. But pretty much impossible to defend because yes. there's so much room there, and that is the perfect example as we look further back down the field in my favorite livery of the season, the 4-0, the 40 car of Charlie Putman, just trying to put the move on his competitor ahead of him but couldn't get it done Charlie running that same uh, livery in the 24 hours at Barcelona a couple of weeks ago caught my eye then as it does here very clever use of uh, vinyl on the side of the of the 20 car yeah, and that was, uh, he was attacking Wayne Decody, and you can see, looked like that wide where it fades into the apex there. He was able to come right up 
on the inside. But Dakota knew then that that meant he was going to pinch his exit. Dakota just stayed out, rotated that car around beautifully, was able to actually keep him behind him at that point. Now they're both under attack, of course, from Jesse Lazar. And he's going to try and make it three abreast. Ooh, tough stuff down oh, in the turn. A touch. Oh, yeah, he was a little touch there, wasn't it? There was a touch. Yeah. Good, that's turn Got 10, isn't curb, it? Yeah. And again, you see, we've seen this before, Jeremy. How important is patient Lazare coming back through the field? Wants to get as many points as possible, but has to keep the car clean to do that. He does. I mean, he's got to realise there that uh, you know there's somebody in front of him trying to make a pass. I mean, uh, Charlie Putman there was trying to make a move on Wayne Ducote going to that hairpin, and there's, there certainly isn't going to be room for three three abreast there because the guy on the outside is going to have to turn in. Uh, and uh, you know, three three abreast going into that corner at the apex, uh, it's going to end in tears. So Jesse Lazera had to try and get out of the throttle. He jumped over the curb, and that certainly cost him a lot of momentum coming off the corner. Onto the fastest and longest straight, pretty much, on the 3.4 mile circuit that we have here at the Circuit of the Americas. David Baker still flapping a little bit of bodywork on the rear end, and he has not been able to make back those places that he lost from earlier on. Remember, he started in 10th position on the outside of row number five. We're closing in on 25 minutes to go. It's the 13th round of the 2015 Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. It's the Lone Star Le Mans weekend. And for some of these drivers, particularly guys at the head of the field, Elliot Skier, Benitez Jr., Lazare coming back through the field, Greg, they're out not just for positions here, but to impress the guys from the... IMSA, Tudor United sports car teams and possibly even the FIA WEC, the world championship teams that are here this weekend. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Super Cup teams, I mean, anybody, any particularly anybody that fields Porsches, uh, they want to get their attention. You're absolutely right. By the way, Lazar was finally able to get around Putman and Dakota and has moved up a little bit. As we're watching a pretty good scrap here, this is the number 23 in that orange and silver car, one of the NGT machines. That's Fred Keimer. Uh, has run this championship previously, but not this year. I think this is his first start. And he's in a good battle with a very talented young up-and-comer in Dora Chaponic, number 79. And as you said, Baker in the mix as well and just behind them he'd been all over them he had a little bit of a moment where the car got a little loose over a curb the 24 of Joe Catania and the New York Spine and Wellness Center NGT cars dropped back a bit ahead of the field Jeremy yes. uh, it's just beginning to get that breakaway that Benitez Jr. has been trying to do he's very good at managing his pace to the guys behind him but Alex keep me being keep me honest at the moment well yeah not only that actually last time around they both turned their best laps of the race the two leaders but Elliot Skier actually a couple of tenths of a second quicker the new fastest lap of the race so for the second place car kind of 14 Elliot Skier and I'm still surprised there's been no penalty as a result of that. Me too. I haven't heard a thing about on. it. Monitoring race control. Haven't heard a word. Gold that class. Surprises me. Gold class, gentlemen, heating up again. And now we can feel the frustration, can't we? The 0-1. Jeff Mosing in behind a platinum class car sitting in eighth position is Bill Palachewski. And he has just for a moment been able to clear out two or three cars' lengths as Dakota goes way off the racing circuit surface to try and take a little bit more momentum. Even if he'd made that on the penultimate corner, I'm sure he would have been asked to give that back because he took advantage in time and distance there. And that's what the corner work is the marshals are asking uh, are asked to watch out for and report this is the gold class battle that is climbing its way to the first corner here and for the moment at least 
Jeff Mosing doesn't have to worry about trying to pass uh, Bill Palachewski because he's got his hands full, Greg, with Dakota, David Dakota sitting in behind him. And Dakota, uh, Dakota, aside from what the officials might do, needs to be a little careful. He got so wide and stayed out there so long. You could see him starting to throw a bunch of dirt and dust up in the air. And uh, these Yokohama tires are great, but like any tire, you get a bunch of debris on them. Uh, it's going to take you all to clear it up. Didn't look like it affected him too bad that time, but you need to be mindful of that. Well, also, you, you make a very good point there, Greg, because eventually the curb runs out. And then if you come back after that, you run the risk of dropping your tire over the edge of the racing surface, which can often be an inch or an inch and a half difference between the race track. As Dakota has another look down the inside of our gold class leader. This is going on in the back straight, and they're both side by side now. They're absolutely together behind Wild Bill. Wild Bill will be taking the air off the wings of the cars behind. Now on the straight, that's a good thing. In the braking area, uh, not perhaps so much. But that newer category car, as down the inside goes the number 20 of Fred Podad. And Jay Patel will give best there as Fred goes through on... Uh, that was what sixth position. My goodness, the gold class cars are well up the field today. Yeah, they are. Yeah, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh right now. That group of cars. I mean, they are, uh, and they're throwing down some awfully strong laps right now, as well. And of course, poor Dad. You'd say, well, why doesn't he just let him go and slice through? Because he's been closing. Uh, I mean, Pelachewski. He's been closing on poor Dad as the number twenty. That's poor Dad. That has now let Pelachewski and that group go through. Yeah, he just made done the difficult bit. Made the pass finally, did Fred Pordad. Good to see him back in the series. He hasn't been around this year either yep. uh, for the competition motorsports team. So good to see them back. But unfortunately, it's gone wrong there. Whoa. There's David Giacchetti way yeah. wide at turn 90. Oh, he's back with us. He's back on the premises. <laughs> He had to pay a few bucks. To I was going to say, he had to show his credential to get back <laughs> in. That's how far he was uh, off the circuit there. That's not going to be tolerated. Uh, in the first Formula One race that was run here a few years ago, there were a number of, uh, of sanctions thrown out for exactly that. You do get an advantage. You don't always get an advantage, but the, the runoff areas here are so smooth and so grippy yep. that you really don't get any disadvantage at all there. You can carry so much more speed through that uh, penultimate left-hander, turn 19, that you are gaining an advantage, and the stewards will not like that. Our race director will have seen the same images that we are looking at here in the booth, and they will not like that at all. Boy, and I just watched, by the way, Mosing coming out of turn one and through two, and he had that uh, that top racing entry sideways. He is throwing everything at it here, knowing now, I think, that after Dakota has run wide a couple of times, maybe dirtied his tires up, lost a little momentum, he might, might be able to break him just a little bit here. And right now, Benitez and Skier, you know, uh, we had seen Shine, Coleman, and Long relatively close to them. And speaking of breaking, they've broken that trio right mm. now and are now well and truly clear. And once again, Angel Benitez Jr. just showing his true credentials in a positive way. The battle at the moment is between Casey Kuhlman in fourth position and the best of the Masters in the Platinum class. Andrew Long has uh, dropped back behind him into fifth position. And Kuhlman 
in the 15 and the 47 the blue and black car of Andrew Long are still at his hammer and tongs this is the 57th race in the GT3 Cup Challenge for Angel Benitez Jr he's won 24 of them that's a wow. very impressive record 11 of them in the gold club category on his way to a championship there but 13 already uh, since moving up to the platinum class and here he is now once again uh, the class of the field here running very very wide the exit turn 20 clearly the drivers uh, haven't had any warnings from the I mean it's all laid down in the driver's briefing and you know, obviously they're allowed to run over those those curbs without any consequences because we've seen a lot doing a lot and it's just down to the individual uh, stewards of each series whether or not they're allowed to do that basically race director will have said in the briefing where he's looking at people making advantage on the circuit the s's is another place that you can straight line clearly but if you do that I'm sure you'll get picked up on that. There, there were the sort of sausage sleeping policemen, almost uh, road hump style curbs that were in there a couple of years ago. And didn't we see a, uh, an Audi R18 going airborne at that point and they were taken away? At some stage, you've got to put the onus and the responsibility back on the drivers. And even as I say that, I take a breath. Uh, <laughs> decent pass though further back down the field as the uh, 23 makes up a position absolutely as we were talking about earlier on Fred Kamer and uh, J Doug Chaponic battling away for what is 18th and 19th position but that's that first corner Greg you really can't defend there at some point you've got to give up the corner to the guy on the inside Well, and what you need to do the defense there is the exit is if the guy comes in and just straight lines to the apex, he's going to be slow exiting the corner. And if you can read it correctly, square upright, get on the throttle and drive through, that's your defense uh, to get right back by him again. As Mosing has been trying to do here a while, Bill, boy, that was close. A couple sheets of paper between those two cars. Oh, this is but big. now in a straight line, that Gold Cup car, you can see it's nowhere near as wide squat. The arrow isn't as strong. And if he can stay tight in the braking zone, then that's where the arrow on that Platinum car allows that car to really get on the binders better. See, there's the issue. If yes. you run wide and you come back on like that, you can clock a guy in a hurry. Mosing yeah. the over-under, over-under. <laughs> and Dakota, over, under, does, over. Yes, quite. And Dakota doesn't get through, and that is the big move. Now, Dakota now, look, over the curve. But you've got this to see is wrong. This yes. is absolutely Agree wrong. With you. What Bill Belichewski is doing is using the extra road there to gain an advantage over his competitor. That is wrong. Uh, and uh, he should be uh, penalised. He's, he's already breaking up this battle for the gold club cars, which to me is bad enough. Uh, having, let the f having the first guy got past him, he should let the other guy go past and let them continue their battle. Uh, I think this is really poor driving by Pelachewski, car number 74. And I hate to say that because uh, he's a great character uh, and he, you know, he loves his racing and he, and he drives hard, but that's not, that's, uh, you know, that's that's more than bending the rules. Well, the Pe track is defined. Exactly. Yeah, and if the, the officials need to do something about this. Uh, people will say, uh, I'm playing devil's advocate here, people say he hasn't improved his position. No, that's right, but he should have lost a position because effectively he's gone wide no, he, and off the did, racing circuit. He did gain an advantage because uh, he was alongside the other guy uh, at the, the apex of the corner and then he drove all the way, he carried a lot more speed around the outside off the uh, track limits and because he had carried more speed, he's able to come ahead of him again at the next corner so that is gaining an advantage uh, Jim Roller our esteemed colleague as Dakota has to make another dive bomb to try and get through here remember he's battling for class win our esteemed colleague Jim Roller coined a phrase at VIR which has really caught on which is uh, consequence without calamity
Well, and, and, I, and I think that was then. Ducourney's gone through, and the, and the grass to the edge of the circuit at VIR means you couldn't do that, Greg. You couldn't do that, and most other tracks, you get that far off, you're in a gravel trap. So the track limits are defined. By the way, that pass happened because race control just radioed to Pelichewski, respect the battle in gold. And oddly enough to me, did not say a word about running 18 feet off of the track and continuing. 18 feet, 18 but he did, feet. Yeah, but he did say, <laughs> ooh, but he did say, respect the battle in gold, and Pelichewski now knows that race control is paying attention, open the wheel up and let them through, but this battle remains tremendous. It does, but there's another advantage. Yes. There's another, exactly the same thing. Dorit Chaponet Jr. there clearly took advantage. He pushed uh, the uh, Fred Keimer, I think it was, just way off on the exit there, and there's nowhere for him to go, so we've got to get this act cleaned up, guys. Come on. Well, it's the issue <laughs> that we have quite often at Formula One circuits. It's exactly the same at Spa, yep. where you have runoff areas that, frankly, you could park cars on. They are so big. And if the drivers don't respect the edges of the circuit, then, frankly, you get close to, you know, not being a contest at this point. Because you, what you'll see, you interview any of the drivers, well, I had to do it because the other guy was doing it. And if I didn't do it, I would have been disadvantaged. And whilst I accept that argument, it shouldn't get to that point in the yeah. first place. That's the key. You need to officiate it tightly to not let that happen because pretty soon the track limits mean nothing. Correct. And that's the issue here. Now, oddly enough, the two guys at the front of this field, Benitez and Skier, haven't really overstepped those lines much. Skier a couple of times, but for the most part, they are absolutely on the track as it's defined, and they're flying. It can be done. We have uh, two schools of thought in uh, Europe at the moment about what constitutes uh, lap, uh, track limits, excuse me. The... FIA version of events is the one that we have all grown up with, which so long as there's a part of the car on the white line or on the track side of the white line, then you're going to be all right. It's a bit like playing snooker. So long as you've got something touching the ground, you're okay. In the UK at the moment, in national racing, any part of the car over the white line and you're over the limits. So very much more draconian uh, application of track limits. All of that now, would have been track limits. Yeah. Now, as long as it's defined clearly to uh, the drivers, uh, the and, drivers consistently. and consistently, then uh, then you know that's that. As long as you know the rules of the game, then you have to uh, apply by those rules. If you don't, if you don't. Uh, adhere to those rules, then you're going to get a penalty. Good news is that the gold class battle's back together again. Good news for us, not for Jeff Mosing. He would have <laughs> liked to be down the road. They are in seventh and eighth position. The car ahead is Jay Patel, the white and red Porsche. That is sixth position. And Jeff Mosing, we've seen him well up inside the top ten a couple of times this year, and then have him just pace Ooh. himself, and he's just made a little mistake there with 12 and a half minutes to go, and that might cost him the lead. He's just been able to pace himself for the rest of the race because he hasn't, Greg, had the kind of pressure towards the end of the race that we're seeing Ducote put on him now. I think so, but I think there's another side to this using... You know, going well over the track limit. I've been watching Jeff, and when Dakota was behind him while they were chasing Pelichewski, and Dakota was all over the track, way outside, 
Jeff wasn't doing that, and that car started to slide at the back. He was observing track limits, which put a little bit more load on those rears. I think Jeff maybe has his tires going off, and the sad part of it is it's because he was observing the track limits while others were freeing the wheel up and running way out there. Uh, I think Jeff might be in a bit of trouble here. Six, seven, and eighth go through turn number one, being Jay Patel, Jeff Mosing, and David Ducote. Angel Benitez Jr. by just over a second ahead of Elliot Skier. Zero, five in the 14, first and second. Michael Shine on a lonely third place run at the moment. Kuhlman and Long still battling between them, but just a couple of tenths between those cars in fourth and fifth at the moment. And then the battle that we have been watching for so long. Palachewski further down the field, he's in ninth position, and behind him is Jesse Lazare. Now here's the story, gentlemen. Lazare coming back through the field impressively, made a couple of little errors of judgment, but he's on the fringes of the top ten. In fact, he's into the top ten at ten. Now, is he going to have the bullet and climb all the way through the top ten and get some decent points? It's going to be difficult as we're approaching now. We're inside 11 minutes to go. And when you look back uh, at the margin he's dealing with, he's some 35 seconds adrift of the lead. He could, I think, Jeremy, he's got the potential to pick up four more spots. Because uh, yeah. I think he could get up in front of Patel. But six is about as good as he's going to get today. Yeah, and he's, he's eight. He's, uh, we, as we see this battle now in the goal cut. Nice. Going down the, uh, into turn 12. This time it's Jeff Mosey to the inside. Great pass within the track limits by Jeff Mosey. Excellent maneuver there. And now that was, that was well, actually it wasn't for the leader, was it? That was, for, that was just getting past Jay Patel. But that puts a platinum car Indeed now between so. himself. That's Indeed. big. So, and then not, not too far behind them is uh, Bill, Bill Perlachewski and Jesse Lazaro. They're battling for 7th and 8th in Platinum class. Remember, it's just the, uh, the Platinum class positions that count it so far as the points are concerned right. for Jesse Lazaro. Yeah, that's a good point. That was 6th then. Jeff Mosing into the top 6. This, I think, would be his best finish of the season, Jeremy. Correct me uh, if I'm wrong, uh, if he can hold on to this. As I say, he's been up inside the top 10 before. And he has been able to pace himself back to uh, normally Mark Yarno or someone like that who's been chasing him through the field. Hasn't had that luxury today and is fighting all the way through to the end. Under nine and a half minutes to go. It's round 13 of the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. We're on Grand Prix asphalt at the Circuit of the Americas. And I think here as we're watching again what Mosing is doing, uh, and Lazar coming up on the back again of Pelichewski up front. Skiers dropped his lap times by about a half a second, and I think that's by plan. I think he realizes where Lazar is, and the last thing he needs to do, if, if he's starting to get that car really slipping and sliding, he doesn't want to attack Benitez if Benitez shut the door. Second place points, there's only a two-point swing between first and second. You take that second place, and you do it safely with the guy you're racing in the championship well behind you. Uh, these two, different story. Yeah, this is a battle <laughs> in platinum class, although it's further down the top ten. There's your leaders going out on the far side of the circuit. And that, uh, well, that gap has come down just a little bit. That's not one and a half seconds no, as it was when they no. went across the line. But there's no need, as Greg rightly says, for that red and white car in second to try and get by Benitez Jr. It's not going to substantially, at least, affect the championship standings. It certainly, it's that phrase that we use quite a lot in terms of risk versus reward. 
If he gets the opportunity, will he go for it? Of course he will. He's a racing driver. Does he want to stand on the top step rather than the second step? Of course he will. But he's not going to put himself in a situation where he could damage the car and finish with nothing. Then, Lazia being in the top six or seven, that looks a great result if the guy you're battling in the championship doesn't score any points, Greg. Exactly. And that's, you know, you've got to be big picture thinking here right now. Uh, you go back. Here's where some good battling is. Again, this has just been a great fight between Dakota and that blue and yellow 70. Dorit Japonic and the multicolored 79 who lit it up right there. And that's going to let the 24 of Joe Catania take a run. Uh, excuse me, the 23 who's done a nice job, Fred Keimer, which means that Dakota has gone back around Keimer. They've been flip-flopping here <laughs> two, three, four times here. It seems every lap. Yes, great battle going on there, and Paul it was part of that until uh, uh, last time around. He must have had, a, I think, a, maybe a spin somewhere because that dropped him from the front of that pack to the back of it last time around. 20th from a guy who was in the top 10, remember, earlier on, Paul Ip was uh, knocking on the door of the top 10, certainly, and uh, I think got into single figures earlier in the race before we came off the full course caution. Just the one that we've had after the early shenanigans in this 13, 13th round of the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. At the front of the field, it's the man who really must be cursing the fact that he hasn't done the full championship. Angel Benitez Jr. has proved his driving credentials in the gold category of this championship, being a champion uh, a few years ago, now in the Platinum class, did not do the opening rounds of the season and has been left with just too much to do in terms of championship standings. But he's out there. He's battling with the guys who are racing for the championship. And what's more, Jeremy, he's racking up podium finishes and wins. And he is once again being talked about and drawing attention to himself. And as a young career-minded driver, which is what this category of racing is attracting at the front of the field now that's exactly what he needs to do yeah it is isn't it and uh, uh, you, you, you can only do what you can do you can control what you can do and that's exactly uh, right now what Dan Benita is doing it at the front of this field one minute uh, two minutes 15.3 last time around a very quick lap it was by Elliot Skier to yeah. get himself into contention mainly as a result of the fact that he's, he's only using half of the proper racetrack <laughs> and the half of the non-proper racetrack but they're both doing it at the front here well I uh, think I think Benitez apparently. has been looking in his mirrors he's yeah. been seeing mm -hmm. what Skier is doing and I think the team has said they're not penalizing so go ahead yeah. do what you need to do which is upside down in my opinion well the I hate to second guess the officials. I ah, really yeah. do because they've got a job that I wouldn't do for all the money in the world. But uh, I have to say here, we are not respecting the track limits and I'll be surprised when we see some other categories of racing over the weekend whether this kind of latitude is given to the other IMSA classes or indeed the World Championship. Eduardo Freitas, who's the man who's the race yeah. director. Oh, oh you see, there's a bit of frustration coming out there. As round goes, both of those cars, the 70 and the 79, Dakota and Chaponic Jr., they've been having a cracking battle, but side-by-side -side contact there as they come back towards the complex, that mighty quick right-hander that goes on forever. That's a local yellow that's been shown there, Greg. Yep. And the combined age of those two, by the way, is uh, 88 between those two cars, number 70 and the 79. Combined age is 88. Uh, and let me tell you, George Bonnet Jr. is 18 years old. So uh, he got into the side there of, uh, of Wayne Ducody, who's really doing a fantastic... My hat is off to Wayne Ducody. He's Absolutely. done a really nice job today. And he got taken out there by George Bonnet Jr. Uh, and uh, with a 52-year advantage, uh, <laughs> I think. 
<laughs> well, we often say, That's don't amazing. we, there's a, there's a fine line here between the guys who are out here racing and enjoying it, certainly not in the first flush of youth or trying to carve out a career for themselves. And these guys, particularly like Angel Benitez Jr., Elliot Skier, at the front of the field, who are looking to make a career. And this is a genuine stepping stone, Greg, now to greatness. We've got guys in the World Championship and the the IMSA field that are sharing the racetrack this weekend who have been Le Mans winners, who are now Porsche factory drivers who started in cars exactly like this. But it only works if they've got respect for each other. Well, that's it. And you have to show here that you can get through a race clean if you're going to get picked up by a team because they don't want somebody who's real fast and crash happy or damage happy. So you can have speed, but you better have racecraft to go with it. And, uh, you know, a classic example is Earl Bamber. Yeah. I mean, there's... You know, he's the, the poster boy currently, I think. Zero one is Jeff Mosing being pushed as hard as at any time this season for his gold category lead. He's holding on to sixth position, and David Dakota, one of the Masters class drivers who has a huge amount of life experience, but also a huge amount of racing experience. He's been right to the very top of motorsport. They're coming through the last couple of corners now with just three minutes to go in the 13th round of the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. And a huge slide off the final corner by Dakota. Does brilliantly to hold yeah. on to that. Only lost about a car's length or two on the leader in the gold category. 239 to go, and this one, well, it's not over yet by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, no. Don't forget, in That's... third position, by the way, in that category is, oh, well, in fact, he's dropped away. I was about to say it was Martiano, but he's dropped way back to 15th position, so it is these two for the win. Yeah, and a great battle between these two, and uh, David Jacody there uh, is really giving it uh, giving it plenty. He's, yeah, he's actually set the fastest lap uh, amongst these two, so the quickest lap in the Gold Cup category. But two laps ago, uh, Jeff Mosey kind of responded to that. He turned his best lap so far for 217.3, so it's still game on between these two, battling for sixth and seventh place overall and the lead in the Gold Cup. And we're expecting white flag this time by for Angel Benitez. And the battle is between the sixth and seventh place cars for overall and for the Gold category. Nothing between them as they head onto the back straight here. Jeff Mosing doesn't really need to win this one to keep what? his championship lead. I was yes, I was leading to that for the championship, <laughs> Mr. Shaw. For the championship, he doesn't need to win it. But sometimes there's more things at stake than just the points and the table. And as Jeremy Shaw rightly points out, he's a hometown guy. He has a. Uh, an amazing love of motorsport, and this is his backyard. One more time around, says Dennis Paul, our man on the white flag. So just 3.4 miles Ooh. and a little love tap Ooh. there from Dakota onto the back of the Mosing Motorcars GT3 Cup car. Uh, didn't do any damage there. Hit him right in the drive yourself happy look. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say, I wonder? Yeah. Drive yourself oompy now, yeah. is, is what it says, as it's been bent over slightly. These yeah. guys have still Look. to see the uh, white flag, so just a little more than a lap to go. Benitez Jr. stretched his lead, by the way, to 2.7 seconds the last time around. Elliot Skier being sensible, settling for the second place. Jesse Lazay, his championship rival, down in eighth position at the moment and really not going to improve. He's got sixth place in, in platinum. 
And he's not going to improve that because the two cars ahead of these two are, and they're battling for gold. There in the background is Lazia, so really making up another place. He's not really on the cards for Jesse Lazia. He'll take the points for six. Decorte through the S's. You can't get side by side through there. Hit your marks. Oh, Mosik's car moving around massively in the middle part of the S's. He got it back brilliantly without losing too much momentum. But here comes Decote as they go over the brow and head down into the final oh! part of the S's. And they're both gone. Synchronized spinning. Through goes Lazare. He'll make up a position. He'll make up two positions. Jay Patel coming through as well. But Jeff Mosing, quickest on the reset button, control, delete, and gets back on the track as quickly as possible. He will regain that gold category lead. But both of those guys, Greg, I think are short of grip out there. Oh, without a doubt. And I think Mosing, like I said, he has is, he is really been using that car up, trying to stay on the track in the first half of the race while others weren't, and I think that paid us. So I think this was a karma moment right there, is that when they both went around, his car ended up facing the right way, and he just threw it in gear yeah. and took off. And let's not forget, the Dakota uh, Mosing battle is Houston versus Austin, so this is serious stuff. But talk about serious stuff. On to the front straight, he comes. Angel Benitez Jr., takes the win and i think john you are absolutely right in his head he's thinking what if what yeah. if i'd have run this whole season uh what a what a story it's been nonetheless skier in the championship picture john that's the biggie isn't it and those both of those guys easing off towards the flag that was sensible driving by elliot skier benitez jr's margin of victory 3.6 seconds and then uh, another eight seconds back to Michael Shine, who's gone back through in third position. He'll be on the podium. Then the battle for gold. It's going to go to Mosing. He's right in there. Andrew Long has got by Casey Kuman in the closing stages and gone back up into fourth position. And it was a slow wow. lap by Casey Kuman yeah. on the last lap that has cost him that position. Here comes Mosing. It's another gold category win. The man in the gold and maroon car is the winner of the gold category on home soil. Austin is his hometown. There's your winner. The Hertz-backed Benitez JDX Porsche is looking fine in the sunshine. Black perhaps not the best colour uh, in terms of reflecting their heat, but he has taken <laughs> all of that. And Jeff Mosing lays down a donut at turn one. Well, hopefully he won't get told off for doing that because I can understand his enthusiasm. That's one of the best scraps, Greg. He's had all year. David Dakota ran him close. He did. I mean, we've seen Sebastian Landy step up like that, like once maybe, but this one was just fierce throughout. And uh, no question about it. Getting another replay here for Mosing. When he lights those tires up, you'll notice a slightly orange hue maybe. Uh, that's the orange oil that's in these Yokohama uh, very inventive tires that they're running. <laughs> those tires, yeah, it's th those tires were done anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so he might as well just torch him right now with a celebration, Jeremy. Uh, and that was the, the, the just result, I think. Because David Jacoby, no doubt, he, he dived in there, turn nine, I think it was, going through the edges. And David really put his nose in probably where it shouldn't belong. Uh, they both ended up spinning. And I think it's the right result that uh, that uh, Jeff Mosley came out on top there. But it's a shame, well, certainly. David, I don't think, oh, he, he finally got going at the back of the field. Yep. And actually comes in just behind his father. 
so that, that promotes Mark Yarno up to yes. second place in gold. And believe it or not, not Fred Keimer, who had that cracking battle uh, earlier on, uh, has come through uh, to third position ahead of Dor Chaponic. They had a, uh, a little bit of a shunt uh, earlier on as well. So uh, a big turnaround in the gold podium at the end of the race. And that does equal the best result for Mark Yarno, second place in the uh, Gold Cup. And is that is that that's got to be Jeff Mosing's best overall result? Is it seventh position? I think he might have had a top six, uh, oh. a race or two, but I think at VIR actually uh, he had a strong result. Uh, to be honest, I don't keep the overall placings at the moment. Um, I'm just keeping the uh, sort of gold and the platinum class uh, separately. But yeah, it, it's uh, certainly that's the hardest I've seen him push this season. Uh, we'll certainly go with that one. Angel Benitez Jr. wins round 13 of the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama here at the Circuit of the Americas. The 3.4-mile circuit has uh, proved uh, to be unable to tame these flat-six Porsches. The edges of the circuit's mainly guidelines for the young charges at the front and the more experienced drivers through the field. But it's Benitez Jr. who takes yet another victory on his return to the championship ahead of Elliott Skier. Four seconds, pretty much, the gap between first and second with Michael Shine, a lonely third, but got to be in it and was... He was another eight seconds or so back down the road and will be the man on the third step of the podium. Third finish of the season for Michael Shine. So a good result for him. It uh, mirrors his... Uh, he's had a second place uh, at VAR. He's had a third in the opening round of the season at Sebring. So another good result for the New Yorker Michael Shine. Angel Benitez Jr. getting the attention of the cameras as he deserves a very strong move at the start of the race when... The two men on the front row, Jesse Lazar from Paul and Elliot Skier, rather got tied up in battling themselves in that battle for the championship. No second invitation required for the JDX racing driver, Angel Benitez Jr. Took the lead then, and despite a somewhat uh, difficult first few laps with a bit of argy-bargy, he's held on to it throughout the whole of the 45-minute contest. Andrew Long, I thought, had a decent run again, uh, up into fourth place with Casey Kuhlman making a mistake on the very final lap, some three seconds off the pace there. Casey dropping down to fifth. Then Jesse Lazare recovering after his incident early on, back up to sixth place points in the platinum category. Jeff Mosing in seventh, wins the gold category. Mariano in 14th position overall, is second ahead of Fred Keimer in third in 15th position overall. Behind Jeff, the rest of the top Top 10, a platinum cars, Jay Patel, uh, capitalising on a decent first part of the race, comes in in eighth position. Wild Bill, quiet race for him, but kept it pretty much on the black stuff and comes in in ninth position for the 74 car. Lucas Catania rounds off the uh, top 10 in 10th position in the 26, ca 26 car. That's your 13th round of the Porsche GT3 Ch Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. For Greg Kramer and Jeremy Shaw, I'm John Hindorf. Thanks for being with us, and don't forget, there'll be more from the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama throughout the rest of the season. We'll see the champions crowned, and it'll all be here live on IMSA Radio. This programme is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.